You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode 1008. Research shows the only real way to forecast the future is to count people. Demographics expert and author Ken Gronbach says, As waves of generations are born and age, we can determine our fortunes and futures. And in his latest book, Upside, Profiting from the Profound Demographic Shifts Ahead, Ken goes over seven trends that will shape the coming decade. Ken, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to talking with you about the content of your book since I received it. So let me start by asking you, how did you come to see that counting people can determine the fortunes and our futures? Because we lost a fortune. <laughs> we lost a major client. We had a, my wife and I had a marketing company. We had 140 American Honda motorcycle dealers in the uh, 1980s, and we printed money with them. We had uh, dealers from up to the top of Maine, to Pittsburgh, to Washington, D.C. 1986 comes along. We we did all of our standard stuff that we had done forever, and uh, nobody came into the dealerships. Uh, we you know we spent millions in advertising. And I got a call from American Honda, and he said, Ken, did you run the ads? And I said, yeah, I ran the ads. What's going on? He said, well, it's like somebody turned a faucet off. He said, there's no traffic. He said, the, the Kawasaki, Suzuki, and Yamaha are all complaining about the same thing. I went, what, what, this is weird. He said, what is it? And I said, I don't know. I really don't. So we beat our brains out and uh, went to work, actually came up with new products. People came here from Japan. We did all kinds of studies. And by 1992, business for the Japanese brands fell 80%. Wow. And, and all the dealers closed. And, we, and nobody knew why. And we did not discover why until 1996 when uh, there was this um, indictment of a particular generation in our country called Generation X, born 1965 to 1984, saying that they were a bunch of lazy, slacker couch potatoes. And it was actually a book by Ken Copeland that you know, pr- proposed that. And I didn't buy it. So I, I had our own research done. And we discovered that uh, the baby boomer generation born 1945 to 64 was huge. And the generation born right after it, called Generation X, born 65 to 84, was uh, diminutive, was tiny. It was missing, missing about 10 million people. And it's about maybe 11, 12% smaller. And 11 or 12% drop in the size of a market will wipe you out. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened to motorcycles. The, uh, we knew we sold motorcycles to men 16 to 24. That was it. And uh, once the baby boomers exited that very narrow demo, it was over. And and when we made that discovery, we said, whoa, maybe maybe they've done other things, too. So we discovered that Generation X uh, closed maternity wards. They shut down toys. They closed 30% of the public schools. They shut down bicycles, motorcycles, automobiles. And in 2008, they shot down houses because they're not there. They weren't born. And so we said, We've got something here, <laughs> right? It's so that's how I got into it. It's an interesting story, Ken, and it's it's sort of like basic supply and demand. Yeah, it's it's called math. 
It's not even trigonometry. It's not algebra. <laughs> it, it's math. Counting. Yeah. It's counting. Yeah. You count them. Big groups of people. I, I, I tell folks, I say, listen, you got a hot dog stand, right? You're, you're at the county fair, and it costs you a lot of money to be there. You don't know whether to send people home, cut payroll, or to buy more hot dogs. Maybe you'll have a good day. You don't know. So you call me, and this is my conversation with you. I say, from where you are, can you see the parking lot? And you answer back, yes. I said, describe it to me. And you say, say, it's filling up with school buses, and I scream at you, buy more hot dogs. That's it. That's all it is. Market research. Yeah, that's it. That's all. So once you know the size of markets, I'm going down to Florida next week, and I'm going to be speaking to uh, leaders uh, government leaders in Florida, and they want to know what's going to happen to Florida. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, hello, uh, do, do you have no idea? I said, you don't have enough roads, houses, condos, anything in Florida right. for what's going to happen to you. Right. Having just, having that's just, that's what this is. I was just in Florida on a personal family vacation, and I've been there for many years in a row, and it it is growing at an unbelievable. Pace, oh, yeah. so. the, the population will go from 20 million to 30 million probably in the next 10, 15 years. Jeez. And then beyond. So what was and, the inspiration and, and, for you, Ken, to write this book then? I mean, I understand you had the knowledge, but why did you make the commitment to write Upside? What, what I wanted was this, the, the signature book, the signature demographic book um, for the next 10 years. This is going to be the Bible. And, and, I, and I'm not blowing smoke here, and I'm not okay. patting myself on the back. Uh, um, Jamie Moy, Milton Moy, and I worked very, very hard on uh, on putting this together, and we did so for many years. This book is accurate data for every single state in the Union and all and, and the Northeast, the Midwest, the West, and the South, and other countries. So we, Wait, wanted, to, we, we wanted to have that book. And when you say there's a lot of data, I, I agree with you. There are, there are very it's, – it's, it's content-rich as far as charts – and tables, but it's also an easy-to-read narrative. So don't be turned off by the fact that it is data-centric. No, no. um, I I tell folks, I say education, entertainment, inspiration, pick three. Because it's a a crummy subject. It's a a, a boring subject. But we have taken it, uh, every aspect of it, and made it entertaining and funny and and, and. it's it's funny because we, you can laugh at yourself for the things that you missed that are so simple. So we're, we're about to come up on a commercial break here in about two minutes. So I'm going to hold off and ask you the question I was going to ask you next about that because it's more than a two-minute answer. But okay. I, I just wonder if you can think about a time when you were putting together a plan or a strategy and you had a very different outcome than what you had predicted. I, you know, I'm my latest book's on the... Law of Unintended Consequences, and I'm wondering if you might have a direct experience in your life, Ken, either as an entrepreneur or an author, of a time where you experienced unintended consequences of a decision that you made. Well, I thought CDs were going to be really big, <laughs> but they weren't. Well, they were for a very small amount yeah, of time, for, right? For a, for a short, short time, time, yeah. yeah. Now, you know, I'll be straight with you. My Most of my life since I made this discovery has been dealing with the, the the victories and the failures of my clients, and um, best client I could think of is, is Levi Strauss. 
Levi Strauss had an $8 billion business. They had no idea that they were strictly a baby boomer business. And once the baby boomers exited their narrow demo in 1998, because they were they sold to men and women 18 to 34, and the boomers exited their demo, and their business took a nosedive, and they had no idea. They, had, they did not see it coming. They had the best marketing in the world. They had the best employees in the world. They had the best product in the world. They just didn't have customers. Yeah, I mean, this is... Um you make it sound so simple in uh, hindsight, right? 2020. I'm sure people yeah. in our audience are listening thinking, well, how did they not know that and why weren't they prepared for it? But those are conversations maybe for another day. I think I'm going to ask my engineer to take our commercial break here for this version of the show uh, now. That way we can come back because when we come back, I want to jump into as much of the content as we have time for in the next block, which are, you know, the seven top trends that, sure. the, that the demographic changes are telling you are going to happen so that the entrepreneurs yep. in the audience might be able to capitalize on that. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back with Ken right after this word from me. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Franzi. All of our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker.com, several hundred former guests' websites whose CEOs have put their show on their website somewhere. And since we started in 2009, our show has reached several hundred thousand listeners through our live stream and weekly podcast. Simply type in these four words into your favorite podcasting software, Critical Mass Radio Show, and you'll get our weekly shows automatically with great guests like Ken Gronbach. And we're talking about his book, Upside, Profiting from the Profound Demographic Shifts Ahead. Okay, so we've got the entrepreneurs and business owners all excited, Ken. They're going to learn from you the top seven trends that will shape the coming decade, and maybe they'll be able to build a business to capitalize on that. Can you can you just give us a highlight on what those seven are? Well, women on the move. First of all, women are, are uh, 60, 40 in college. Probably this year they're going to be uh, uh, 65, 35. Men are taking jobs that uh, don't require college educations. They're, the job's being left behind by the baby boomers. They're the heating, ventilation, air conditioning people, the, the electricians, the plumbers, the, uh, the, the technical jobs, the, the auto technicians. So look for women to lead. This, I mean, the, the glass ceiling is not just going to be broken. It's going to be shattered. So that's, that's a major, major change. So is there a business built around that? I'm sure there's probably thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, immigration. Huge problem. Uh, actually, let me correct that because I, I, I don't like to call it a problem. We, we have about a million people coming here a year from um, uh, outside of the country. Uh, I know there's a high concentration on the, uh, uh, the, the Latino issue, and, and, and it's strange because the Latinos actually, uh, we have more Latinos going back than coming in, so if Trump builds a wall, he's, like, he's going to trap them in. That normally gets a laugh. Uh, <coughs> so... Uh, 
Yeah, my uh, the engineer laughed. You got to laugh in the studio here. <laughs> the, uh, the the big story in, in immigration right now is, is uh, Asians, and it's mostly Chinese. Chinese are pouring into the country, and I'm sure if you, you go into any metropolitan areas, I just got back from Las Vegas. They're everywhere. Uh, the they're pouring into the country. They come in under different visa requirements. They come in high net worth. They come in creating jobs, not taking them. But they are far and away a, 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 a greater number right now than Latinos. Uh, housing. Uh, we have roughly uh, 330 million people in the United States when you count the, the, the illegals and, and demographers do because they're here. There are 155 million housing units, so do the math. Uh, the two largest parts of our population, the baby boomers, about 80 million, and their kids, about 86 million. The largest generation ever born was born 1985 to 2004. It's called Generation right. X or, or Millennials. The kids are moving out. Unless they're going to sleep on the ground, we're, we're 25 million houses short of our needs. So housing is going to spike. Households are going to spike. Everything, marriage and children, is going to spike. And it's not going to look back, I don't think, in my lifetime. So there are, again, thousands of, of uh, possible businesses there. Uh, education, big shifts, massive open online courses. For one thing, uh, the number of kids that are being produced right now is a uh, is small, so we don't need to build any elementary. We don't need to build any schools for a while, not for about seven or ten years. But that's not the big story. Colleges are going to change. Small colleges are going to go out uh, that can't make it. That the, the schools that are, have uh, big endowments will be fine, but the, the schools that uh, put their courses online are going to flourish. Mm. Healthcare. Now, you have to think about this in, in, in really three terms. Health care, elder care, and death care are all so underserved that they're going to be caught flat-footed. Not so much health care because uh, it's, it's really not as, as bad. You know, because I speak to a lot of hospitals and I speak to a lot of uh, health care organizations. Uh, the big one is going to be elder care, and, and uh, by far the biggest is going to be death care. We simply do not have enough cemeteries or crematoriums to handle the volume that the boomers are going to provide. Want to get into a good business? Get into death care. <laughs> I didn't Cars. think of I didn't think of yeah. that as an industry called death care, but I okay. Well, you I, I get they it. call it. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't. It sounds kind of bizarre. I mean, once you're dead, who cares, right? Kind of. Yeah, but okay. So uh, automobiles, you know, we're we're plugging along, and you know, like 18 million units. The generation Y, the current generation that is uh, 13 years old to 32 years old, just does not have a love affair with the automobile. We don't know if that's going to change when they have kids. We don't know if it's going to change when they have they get married, have kids, and move out of the cities that they say they're going to live in because they can't live there because they can't educate their kids, so they're going to move into the suburbs just like the baby boomers did. Uh, but I think you're going to see car sales uh, begin to ebb. And we're looking at a different type of transportation, especially if you could call an Uber that is driverless and put your kids in and send them to school. Yeah, that's... And which seems to be where it's going. Trucking and shipping, tax to the limits, everything shipping, everything, everything, everything. Um, UPS is raising their prices. Why? Because they just can't handle the volume. They've got to do something. Everything is going to be, uh, when you think of retail, think of retail going to the customer as opposed to the customer going to retail. So things are going to be shipped to the home. Um, I have two Gen Y daughters, 122 and 125. They don't shop. I, I'm, I'm in my office, in my home. My uh, there's, I, I have an enunciator in our driveway. I hear it. I said, 
it's UPS. Who ordered something? And somebody will raise a hand. Eh. And and there it is. Yeah. So big, big time. Uh, it, it, it's it, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. Trucking and shipping is going to be huge. I recently talked to Azuzu Trucks, 500 dealers, and they asked me, should we build big trucks or should we build small trucks? And I said, yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Build them all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All that's, right. Well, that's that, it. Yeah. So, so the, that's mostly positive news. I mean, the car demand and maybe waning, but other than that, everything else is growing demand, surging requirements. So, for business owners and entrepreneurs who are listening, you've got six choices here to figure out where to take your business and how to capitalize on this. Because you know, in the in the first block, we sort of talked about you know Levi Strauss being an example of people who didn't see the demand go down. You're, you're forewarning people the demand is going to go up, and it's solely based on math that's going to happen. Largest generation in the history of our nation is is entering the labor force and starting households and becoming consumers. Kids right, folks. right. You know, there was some talk when the, the millennials were starting to form families, would they buy or would they do a European model where they rent? And, and my sense of it, and tell me if you have research that says one way or the other, that they are wanting to own homes. They sure. they, 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 they want the American dream, quote-unquote. Yeah, plus they have, you know, my, uh, I'm a baby boomer. I am I am definitely not my parents. You know, my parents were the GI generation. And the, you know, the idea, would they have bought a home for me? Not in your life. Would we buy a home for our kids? We already have. It, it's it's uh, it's who we are. I don't know. Helicopter parents, call us whatever you want. But uh, uh, the our psychographics are very very different than our parents, and our kids are very different than us. Right. So so you're getting offered and asked to come and both consult and talk to industry and trade associations and companies who are trying to figure out how to future proof and be ready for this. Um, what are you finding when you present? this what is i think irrefutable relative to the fact that it's just math to companies and trade associations are they are they accepting it or are they yeah well i'll give you a couple of examples i I can't tell you one of them the the name of one of them but there was a major manufacturer uh, speaking in san um las vegas to this a monstrous monstrous audience of this particular manufacturer and they were about to pull the trigger on building a multi-billion dollar plant in china uh, to manufacture manufacture their product, and after um, I gave my presentation, which is is not positive for China. China's future is not positive. China's China shot itself in the foot with the one child only policy. They're missing a half billion people. And they, there is no everything that's right about the United States is wrong about China. Wow, everything. So when I was done, this manufacturer, the the president of this organization, gathered all his guys around, put me in the center of this stand up meeting, and said, "Do you guys believe him?" And they looked at each other and said, yeah, it's simple. And they said, well, we're not building a plant in China. And that was the end of that. Wow. So it's I talked to a manufacturer that builds trailers that are pulled behind semis. And this was two years ago. And I said to him, what keeps you up at night? And he said, that's easy. He said, our dealers are pulling trailers. Our end users are pulling trailers with a million and a half miles on them. He said, they, first of all, they look terrible. They have our name on them. Two, the refrigerator units leak. They have bad brakes. It's, it's just not good. And I said, why aren't they buying new products? He said, you tell me. Mm-hmm. I said, put me in front of them. And I got up in front of them, and I told these guys, all these dealers, I said, lose the fear. 
I said, you're, you're not going to be able to build trailers fast enough to, to meet the needs of the United States in, in terms of goods being shipped. We're, we're bouncing off a 20 trillion GDP. I mean, Russia's two. They're a gas station. I said, <laughs> don't worry about it. I, I said, uh, buy the trailers. I called the, the owner back uh, three months later, and, and they were backlogged 18 months. Beautiful. He sold out. Okay, so people are so listening listen. to your yeah. So this is this is it's it's not it's not uh, I'm not making this up. It's, no, you know, and and people with common sense when they when they hear the numbers and look at the numbers, this is census data. <laughs> you know, you know, it's it, Bureau of Labor Statistics. The yeah. information's available to anyone. Yeah, you didn't even have to pay to have the survey conducted. No, you just, no, yeah. this is all. I don't have to pay anybody. Right, I just, I just analyze. What's already available? So, did you learn? Them. Did you learn anything, or did you have an aha as you were you and your partner were putting this book together about kind of the shaping of the, the coming decade? Yeah. Well, in the United States, yeah. well, first of all, the the Northeast is having fewer babies in Florida. What does that tell you? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, do the math on that. We're not having any babies in New England. So, so this is you know we have we need we need a redistribution of the population. The Northeast and the Midwest populations are going to remain relatively stable. They're not going to increase. They're not going to decrease because of immigration. the The population of the South and of the West is going to explode. Just absolutely explode. Where do you want to be? You want to be uh, Virginia. Carolinas, Georgia, Florida, over to Texas and California. Yep. In fact, if you combine the number of babies born in Texas with California, you have 25% of the babies in the United States. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. That I didn't know. Now, tons and tons. Yeah, that was our revelation. Well, and, and the other revelation, of course, is Russia's not having any babies. EU's not having any babies. Asia's not having any Japan. babies. Japan is is history. I, in fact, I, I, I did a... Uh, I, I tweeted about Japan and got hate mail, and I said, <laughs> because I said Japan's history. You, you can't, you can't stop having children and stop getting married and pretend that you're going to have a country in fifty years. Where are the people going to come from? You're going to make them out of the air, right? Yeah, and they don't do immigration at all. They're they're xenophobic, right? Excellent. Well, you know, I um, I hardly recommend people who are entrepreneurs and business people and students of kind of history to buy your book and to read it. If someone would like to get a copy of your latest book, where do you tell them to go to get it, Ken? Well, go, the, the best place to get it, because I'll sign it and inscribe it, and it's the same price as Amazon, is kgcdirect.com. kgcdirect.com. That's my website. That's the easiest place to get the book, and I'll sign it and inscribe it. Okay, so they get something of value without having to pay anything extra for it. Correct, yeah. It's, right. it's the same price you pay on Amazon. Okay. And I, I really, you know, I, I thought maybe I'd have time to just ask you a question about your first book, The Age Curve, but we ran out of time because we were, I was oh. kind of caught up in what we talked about here. So maybe, Ken, you would be gracious enough to come back on the show sometime in the future and talk about your first book, because I'm sure it's still relevant in today's marketplace. Well, you know, it, it, it sells very, very well in tandem with the... I, I, I encourage people uh, to read The Age Curve first. Oh, okay. Okay. 
So if they're going to come to your website to buy one book, they might as well buy them both. Get them both, yeah. All right, what the hell? All right. Hey, <laughs> thank you for being a... All right, thank you, man. Thank you for being a friend of the program and continue research, and we'll have you back on the program at some time. Thank you, sir. You take care. Bye, Ken. I'd like to thank our engineer for today's show, none other than the station owner and manager... What's his name? Paul Roberts. And our producer for today's show are Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. I'm your host, Richard Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about this radio show podcast or the CEO peer groups that I lead, then visit my company's website, criticalmassforbusiness.com. And until the next show, I hope all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi.